Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions as we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Let us begin with prayer. 
God, we know you are here with us. You are here helping us face our fears. You are here making the impossible possible. We meet you here to thank you for all that is good, to thank you for the miracle that is this life. And we meet you here to seek your help with the challenges that we face. We meet you here and we sing your praise and we open your word because for centuries you have delivered good news to us and you have good news for us today. Amen. Greetings and good morning. I, I feel compelled to tell you what I told folks in the earlier service so you understand what happens when I have my glasses in my hand up here. You'll see me sometimes appear to maybe it looks like I'm fumbling going back and forth, but here's the situation. When I get up here to read and I don't have my, gla have my glasses on, I gotta take them off because I can't see it. But then to see you, I gotta put them back on. Oh, there you are, okay. <laughs> so that's all that's taking place right here. That's all that's taking place. It's all good. <laughs> Our scripture lesson this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses one through eight A. You'll find it in your program. The word of God here. If I speak in tongues of humans, and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of wrongdoings. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'd like to take a few moments this morning to share with you from a message titled, what is love? That's the question of the day. What, what, what is love? Love's been around a long time. We talk about it, we write about it, we sing about it. Back in the 60s, the Beatles told us, well, all you need is love. Around the 70s, a group called Captain and Tennille came out and said, love will keep us together. Then Tina Turner stepped in the game and said, wait a minute, what's love got to do with it? <laughs> Whitney Houston came in and she said, well, I will always love you. And then Celine Dion told us, well, that's because you love me. Lionel Richie said, love will find a way. And after all of that, one of my favorite groups of all time, Foreigner, came back and said, I, I want to know what love is. So what is love? We love love. We search for love. Some find love. A good love song. We love to wrap ourselves in our favorite blanket and maybe tear through the pages of our favorite love novel, falling in love with the love of others. Have you ever written a love letter, 
ever received a love letter? I, I encourage my children to write love letters as part of, you know, their life's journey, so to speak. And they look at me like, Dad, we're not old. But that's... <laughs> I'm like, no, try it, right? I said, get a stamp and get a pen and piece of paper and, and put it on there and send a love letter. I promise you, it's just incredible. I, I love a good love letter. I don't know about y'all, but I still got a box in the attic somewhere with old love letters from high school even that I just, I can't get rid of them. They're just there. We love love. And who can resist? Who can resist watching those tear-jerking, heart-pounding love stories, those movies that we see on our favorite love channel. Y'all know the love channel. You got it on your cable at home. Those love stories that we love to watch, and you know the kind, and right now this is Christmas season and Thanksgiving season, so you know we got those love stories all over the place. If you don't know the type, I'll break it down for you. She's a mighty powerful corporate executive in New York City. <laughs> got her life together handling her business. She gets a phone call, she's gotta go home to the small town she came from, cause her uncle passed away and they gotta settle the family affairs. When she gets to town, she goes to the local general store and as she's walking out the store, she bumps into the local blacksmith. Now he wasn't there when she left, but he moved in. They don't like each other, but you can see it in their eyes, these two gonna fall in love. <laughs> and all they need is a crisis to pull them together. And luckily, in this case right here, the local Christmas parade, which was underfunded, got canceled years ago. <laughs> so the two of them come together to raise money for the Christmas parade, and they bring joy back to all the children, and they move to town and open up an animal shelter. Y'all know that story, right? <laughs> That's love. <laughs> Y'all got the same channel I got. <laughs> we love love. Love comes in many forms and love can show up in many different ways. And we all have a different interpretation of what love means to us and even how we may show or demonstrate love. And this notion of the different ways and different uh, expectations and expressions and characteristics of love are what lead us into Paul's letter. Paul provides us with a timeless and invaluable lesson regarding love. Now, now I want to start by defining an important term here because Unlike us today, the ancient Greeks had different words for love, not just one word. See, I say I love my cheeseburger, love my dog, love my wife, love you. Same word, love. Well, ancient Greeks had different words for love. Philia, friendship, eros, passion, and agape. Agape love is this love of God. It is God, of God, from God. So when Paul is talking here about love, he's talking about agape love. And these verses hold the essence of love that not only forms the bedrock of our faith, but also defines the very character of God. Love. What is love? Paul writes again, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, if I deliver up my body to be burned but not have love, I gain nothing, nothing. Love is patient and kind, does not envy or boast, not arrogant or rude, does not insist on its own way, is not irritable or resentful, does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love endures. 
I am so thankful that the ancient Greeks had more than one word for love. I'm so thankful for love that is God, of God, from God, because what I just described to you is not Charles' love. And I don't think I'm the only one in here. I, I, I need help getting here. This is not Charles. I need help getting here. In these verses, the Apostle Paul presents a profound contrast, watch this, between the worthiness of love and the emptiness of all other pursuits, emphasizing that love is the highest calling and the greatest gift. Let me say that again. Love is the highest calling and the greatest gift. Love. Now, if you want to do some background on this particular passage of Scripture, you can go back to chapter 12, and you'll find in chapter 12 that there were some conflict and issues within the Corinthians around who had the best gift. Was, is mine better than yours? Is yours better than theirs? And so on. Paul says, wait a minute, love, look, you can have all that. You can do all that stuff. Here's what love is. Here's what love is. Paul describes these various impressive actions and abilities, and they're impressive. They're impressive. Speaking in tongues and prophetic powers and understanding mysteries and the faith to move mountains and even the ultimate sacrifice facing martyrdom. But he declares that without love, without love, without love, these deeds and qualities are empty and meaningless. Now notice he doesn't say they're empty and meaningless. He says without love. They're empty and meaningless. Without love, they are empty and meaningless. It is a powerful reminder that love is not defined by grandiose gestures or extraordinary talents. Rather, it is grounded in the heart's intentions, our relationship with God, and the commitment of the giver. Paul then goes on to describe what I call his love checklist. Love is patient and kind, does not envy your boast, not arrogant or rude, and so on. He goes on and on this checklist. How would you grade yourself if you pulled out Paul's checklist? How would you grade others if you pulled out Paul's checklist? This depiction of love mirrors the very character of our God, for God is love, and Jesus is love incarnate. This love is the foundation of our faith and is demonstrated most profoundly, most profoundly, in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I, I want us to recognize here, particularly when we look at what I'm calling Paul's love checklist here. Love is patient. Love is kind. We have a tendency, maybe not you, but I, I, I do, I do. I have a tendency of using that particular passage of scripture to tell others when they're not loving me right. I use this, I can, I, wait, wait, you're not being patient with me right now. Paul said be patient. You're not being kind with me right now. Paul said be kind. Oh, you're keeping a record of my wrongdoing. Wait, wait, wait. Paul said don't do that right there. I can see everything you don't do for me when I look at this right here, but don't ask me to look at myself. I don't want to do that. That's too uncomfortable. What I want us to recognize today is that God's love is unwavering, unchanging, and unconditional the love he has for us. It's not based on our merits or our worthiness, but on his commitment to us, his beloved children. It's a love that seeks to redeem, to reconcile, and to save. There's three things I want you to know about God's love today that I think that we can use in our own lives. First thing, God's love is the highest virtue. It's the highest virtue. Love that is superior to any gift, talent, or action we may possess. 
Even if we have remarkable abilities without love, these are empty and meaningless. This reminds us that this highest virtue is the most important aspect of our Christian life. No matter what we achieve or accomplish, no matter what we achieve or accomplish, no matter what we achieve or accomplish, it is love that truly matters. God's love should be the guiding principle of who we are. It should take precedence over everything else. After the first service this morning, somebody came up to me, we were talking up here, and we were talking about being a parent, and they shared something with me, and I shared something with them, and it was very similar, and so I'm moved to share it with you right now because it comes from this here. We're two people who we profess that we have worked very hard in our lives, and, and we have done a lot for our families, and we have done a lot for community, and we've done a lot for people, and, and we feel that. We feel like we've done some things. You, 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 you know the kind of person that I can be sometimes, that person where if you tell me that I don't love you, I will give you a list of things I've done. Anybody identify with that? If you dare question my love, I'll give you a list of every, but I did, and I did, and I did, and I did, and I did, I did, done, do a lot. I'll give you that list. The person I were talking, we're talking about that, all the things we've done. And we both had a similar story with our children. There's a point in our lives as parents where their children said this to him and my children said this to me one day. One of my children said to me one day, they said, Dad, I appreciate everything you have done. I really do. I really do, Dad. I appreciate everything you have done. But right now, I just want you to be. Just be present. Just be with me. Can you just be here? Thanks for all you did. It's not an either or. Thanks for all you did and thanks for all you do. But this right now is not about what you've done, man. It's not about what you're doing. I, I just need you to be. Can you be for a minute? Talk about a sobering moment. My children reminded me it's not necessarily what I do for them. It's who I am when I'm with them. This love, this highest virtue is necessary, it's needed, it is desired, it is desired. So not only is love the highest virtue, love, love is also selfless and unconditional. Selfless and unconditional. Patient and kind, doesn't envy, doesn't boast. These qualities demonstrate that, watch this, watch this. Love is about giving, not receiving. It is about putting others before ourselves, showing empathy, Watch this. And persevering through those challenges. The selfless and unconditional part, I, I got to work on. Again, I struggle. I struggle. I'm going I'm to be human here for a second. Somewhere in here, Paul says, love does not keep a record of wrongdoing. Y'all, I keep a record. <laughs> I keep a record, y'all. Wait, wait, wait. Not only do I keep a record, my record is color-coded, <laughs> date time-stamped, <laughs> and I got tabs. <laughs> And as soon as I think I don't keep that record, if you make me mad enough, I'll find that thing and I'll pull it right on, on you. I'll get you. I need the help of God with the help of the Lord to do this right here on my own, on our own. This is beyond our ability. This is why this agape love, it is God's love. This is God's love. And it's not based on conditions or expectations. It is a selfless, sacrificial commitment to the well-being of others. And finally, love is enduring and eternal. Love never ends, Paul tells us. 
The powerful statement reminds us that love is not this temporary or fleeting thing. I'm not talking about the butterfly in the stomach. Ooh, I love you like you love. I'm not talking about that. It's enduring. It's eternal. Not a fleeting or momentary moment. It will outlast us and everything else. God's love is a timeless and unchanging force that continues to shape our lives and our relationships even as other things pass away and move on. Let me just share this as I close out. As we contemplate these words from Paul in 1 Corinthians, let us remember that the love of God is the cornerstone, the cornerstone of our faith. It is a love that calls us, it transforms us, it empowers us to love one another as he has loved us. Let me say that again. It is a love that calls us, that transforms us, that empowers us to love one another as he has loved us. It is a love that surpasses all conditions, is beyond all understanding, and extends to every soul in need. In this world, in this world that's filled with just shallow affections and conditional love and unrealistic expectations, let us strive to embody the love of God in our lives. Let us strive to ask God to teach us how to love. Let us strive to do our best to follow follow God's model of love. Let us extend his love, love that is God, of God, and from God to others, not because they deserve it, because we don't even deserve it, but because we are called to be vessels of God's grace. So what is love? Love is a gift. Love is God's unconditional gift. Ultimately, God is love and Jesus is love. And this gift of love, we are called to receive it, to cherish it, and to share it with a world in desperate need of God's love. Thanks be to God. I will not drown in a shallow water, not with your love within my reach. I did not come this far to falter and will not rest until I'm free. You are the sun, you are the flower, you are the wind across the sea. And I will kneel here at your altar And pray you'll take my soul to me Oh precious one, you are the mountain You are the earth beneath my feet And in you one hour forever In you I find love Through your love, I'll learn to sing, and in your name, my bread is broken, by your grace, I'll rest in peace.
I will not drown in shallow waters, not with your love within my reach. I did not come this far to falter and will not rest until I'm free. I will not drown in shallow waters, not with your love within my reach. I did not come this far to falter and will not rest until I'm free. I will not rest until I'm free. Family, now may the love and grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth, now, and forevermore. Let the church say amen. 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 Go in love. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.